welcome to More Like Guidelines, an actual player game design podcast. I am your host and game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her, and I am joined today by... Hey, I'm Ben, he, him. I'm Candle, he, him. I'm Goji, he, they. And I'm Kat, they, them. All right, we got through the intro in one piece, first time. I got it right. (laughs) Kat got their pronouns right. Cat didn't misgender themselves. All right, uh, we have just been having a cheeky little backstage discussion, advancing the power of these characters. Basically, what we're going to be doing is every now and again just getting some extra abilities, and I think it's time that we run through what those are now. Uh, Candle, would you like to start? What can normal man do now that might not necessarily be fitting with the normal man theme? Normal man's uh, utility ability is he can regenerate uh, three points of health per round. Uh, He has a leaky healing factor, so he's a paladin, which means that he, uh, according to me, I don't know what the rulebook says about paladins, but uh, he can, uh, he specifies in healing magic as well as hitting things with a big hammer, and uh, his healing factor is leaky, so he regenerates his own health. I will note that this is specifically only going to be working during what I'll call legitimate combat <laughs> while we're in initiative. We'll say there's some kind of adrenaline factor, I imagine. Yeah, I like uh, that. Oh my god, you've given the lizard boy lizard regeneration. Is that what this is? That was on purpose. Oh, I didn't make that connection. What's this? <laughs> All right. Uh, I think next up we should take a wander down to Squiggly Lane to find out what Jim's got. Bold of you to assume he lives on Squiggly Lane and didn't just gentrify it. <laughs> <laughs> um, he he can both detect and dispel magic um, as part of his necromantic arsenal. He's the party spooky boy. Um, the way that I'm looking at this is there is still going to be some kind of arcana check to dispel the spell, because otherwise there'll be cases where you can just turn the plot off. It's going to function as close to the dispel magic spell as I can remember. Uh, Fork, Ben? I was about to ask what ability Fork has picked for Ben to have. It took me like five seconds to process that. In my brain. <laughs> I'm still working on it. So Fork has channeled his inner strength and can now run up walls. Jump really yeah. good. <laughs> I can jump really good. I just wait. And is faster. Fork is basically slowly, I think just through the sheer power of old age, turning into a monk. <laughs> Which is, I mean, you know. That's what happens, right? You either die or you turn into a monk. Anime rules. <laughs> Oh god, who is uh who is Fork gonna have to die to inspire? Who is he gonna have to die? <laughs> who is he going to have to die to inspire? That didn't make any sense. <laughs> He's gonna be the key to unlocking Jim Squiggly's humanity. Can you tell that I am desperately tired? <laughs> it's okay, me too. I went to bed at four in the morning, then woke yeah. up at seven, then went that? back oh to sleep. And then woke up at noon. Why'd you go to bed at four? I didn't mean to. (laughs) (laughs) What about one for sorrow? Everyone's favorite magpie. 
One is going to take on a little bit of a familiar link with Jim Squiggly since he is the one who raised her uh, and will now be able to telepathically connect to him so that he can see and hear what she is seeing and hearing. That's really cool. Okay. I've also just realised that means that she is a government bird drone. I've just realised. Oh. <laughs> the birds work for the bourgeoisie. Isn't, uh, isn't Jim Squiggly technically the dad of anyone he brings back to life? Because he Is that the rule? Them? <laughs> because he raises them. <laughs> Fuck off. <laughs> Just stop. I hate this game. <laughs> I don't. It's a pleasure to be here. Now, um, who would like to remind us where we left off last time? Uh, sure as fuck not me i'm uh wait wait no no it's coming back yeah it's coming back there it is it's coming back we were we were in the noodle shop no No. i was in you were in the noodle shop shop. you were in the noodle shop i alone was in the noodle shop where were you goji uh you remember where i was but you don't remember where you were how could i not remember nigel's nudes Yeah, no, you I'm, were I'm below like... the noodle shop in the sheriff's office oh, where God. you had just been talking to Mobius Fletch, the sheriff, a dwarf with a very tall polar. friendly man. And, let's see if I can remember the name without checking my notes, a half-elf priestess called Vincent Marrow. Uh, Vincent and Mobius had been arguing... When you decided to spy on them and then drop in. I believe you've been chatting about Virgil before normal man got the munchies and headed up. (laughs) I just got tired of the conversation. And in chalk under the heading specials by the counter, it says Carol's new meat. Oh, yeah. So upsetting. forgot about Carol's new meat. All right. So uh, I guess, uh, are, are we rolling? Might as well. All right, well, normal man is going to slouch right up to the counter and lean on it with both elbows and say, can I have a bowl of your finest nudes with some of Carol's meat? I really don't like that sentence. (laughs) Roll for better sentence. (laughs) Let us all just take a moment to sit in that sentence. No problem, boss. Whatever you're after. And, um... No, Jess, hang on. Describe Nigel to me, please. Oh, this isn't Nigel. Oh. This is a... You would know Nigel. Nigel's kind of a local figure who we will define when he arrives. This is a noodle slinger number seven who you have never bothered to learn the name of. Uh. They are a tall human man. Uh, they are white, they are bald, and they are wearing, inappropriately, a chef's hat. Because, well... Well, I mean, yeah. Number three? I can get you a number three. Hey, Nigel, we need a number three! That'll be two gold. Do I have two gold? Yeah. Alright, I I pay the nice man. Take a seat, take a seat. This is the sheriff's voice again. They're brothers. Oh, Adopted brothers. Christ. There, that's the explanation. Uh, yeah, um, the, the bar stool is going to creak under his weight. Uh, yeah, noodle salad number seven. 
returns to busying around the place, looking like he's cleaning while not actually doing any cleaning. Oh, and that's, that's the yeah, <laughs> that's the retail mood. That, that's the retail mood. Oh, shit. Candle, uh, can I get a perception check for normal man? That's right. I am remembering that dice exist. Let's see. That is plus... Two, right? Yeah. So fifteen. What language other than common does normal man speak? There's a right answer to this one. If you can guess it, I think right. Okay. Uh, In that case, you do not understand the uh, garbled yell that follows a clattering of pans and a splash of water. But you're sure that's never a language you've heard before, and you've heard most of them. It sounded kind of guttural, like it was coming from some kind of small creature. And then, I literally didn't listen to what number you said, sorry. I just started describing what... 15. With a 15, you hear as the speaker is pretty audibly muffled and then quietens down. Um, Would, would Would you say it sounds like someone is in distress? Um, it sounds like someone with a 15. Tell you what, is insight still a skill in this game? Yes. Uh, Give me an insight. Uh, What? Uh, Oh, that's plus two. Okay. Eight. With an eight, you can tell that the initial cry was clearly surprise at the clattering of metal and the spilling of water. But beyond that, the um, muffled grunts are ambiguous. Um, and have have I received my nudes yet? No. Oh, fuck. Well, okay, uh, he's gonna stand up and, like, sort of, like, peer over the counter just with, you know, a look of curiosity and a little bit of concern. Okay. Uh, I will say at this point that this scene is kind of happening a few minutes before the last scene wrapped up because you just kind of left. Yeah. So, um, we will return to the rest of the party soon, but if anyone else reckons that it's been long enough that you'd have come looking or anything, feel free to just say that your character's gone looking and entered the nude-sterant. Yes, looking over the um, bar into the kitchen area through a service hatch, you see someone with their back to you kind of not aggressively grappling someone, but very much like, whoa, whoa, stop, 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 and like, try to get them to you know chill and you can't see who it is because the first person's back is to you and so the person who yelled must be in front of them All at right. this point your noodles are brought over to you uh I'm there gonna, is a lot of meat i'm gonna uh look over at noodle slinger number seven and be like is everything all right back there yes is everything all right in the bowl uh can i can i do a I don't know what the word would... Sense motive isn't a thing in this version. Insight. Insight, okay. Yeah, I want to see if he knows something he's not saying. That is 14. Uh, 14 plus nothing? Well, 12 plus 2, 14. What you're picking up from this is that something is definitely being hidden from you, but you're not picking up any malice or crime shame. Okay. Crime shame. Okay. 
Um, he's gonna con- he's he's gonna say yeah looks looks great and then take a sort of hesitant bite um, while still like clearly like staring across at the scene that's going on because at the first sign of someone being like actually hurt or wounded he's gonna vault the bar. Okay, um, are you eating any of the new meat or are you just eating the nudes? Yeah, I am. I am eating the nudes and Carol's meat. In that case, uh oh. I'm trying Uh-oh. to think of how to mechanically resolve this. I just need to pull up a character sheet to have a look at. I mean, there's no You've... reason for him not to eat the nudes and... Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. He came here for nudes. He's going to eat some nudes. Give me a constitution check. Oh, Saving throw, that. sorry. I hate that. Uh, what I don't think Carol's meat is... Uh... Oh, that's a two. Uh, so plus three is going to be five. Yay, poison! <laughs> oh, Yay! It's not even poison. You're chipping incisor on a sh- on a hard <laughs> chunk of tiny metal inside the meat. Fuck. Carol. Ah. Oh. I'm gonna fish it out of my mouth and like just look at it. It appears to be some kind of small metal circle with bits jutting off it. It's something that Candle would recognise as a tiny gear. Made, apparently, of incredibly hard metal, because it's very, very thin, but it's still in perfect shape and has, you know, left you with marginally fewer tooth. Marginally Uh, less tooth. Well, I'm immediately going to attempt to excavate the rest of my bowl. When you say that, are you, like, digging through looking for more metal, or is that just candle cord for eating it? No, with a (laughs) spoon. I just chipped a tooth. I'm not going to eat the rest of it. Okay. Um, But it was delicious, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Canonically, it was delicious. That is some good new meat. In that that case, like once I'm sure that I've gotten all of the metal out of the bowl, then I will eat it. Okay. Uh, We'll say that you do take your time cutting apart each, like, chunk of meat and stuff as you go, checking the broth. But no, you don't find anything else. And this is genuinely delicious. I will say you have never seen a piece of metal like this before because you've never seen the kind of machine that would need something like this. This is fancy metal working of fancy metals. At this point, sorry, I I guess I can't can't do any kind of like check to, I guess, history or or, uh, investigation or anything like that. that I don't know anything about this piece of metal. Give me, uh, um, let's see, either... There's no engineering, is there? God, this is a bare fucking skill list. Give me, in that case, an investigation check. Alright. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) This is nine. (laughs) A nine? Good rolls today, Yeah. Um, No, between the broth, the meat flakes, and the good lizard tooth chunks that have all been, you know, wearing away at this, you can't make out anything beyond the fact that it's a small metal disc. Alright, well, I'm going to slip it into my pocket then in a secure place and save it for later. Okay. At this point, I'm going to say that the conversation with Fletch downstairs is wrapping up. The rest of the party are heading out on your way. Are you going to head up into Nigel's nudes to rendezvous with normal man, or are you just going to trust that things are going to work out? I I think I can trust a normal man to get some normal nudes. Yeah? Yeah, I'm sure we can trust a normal man. Unfortunately, my nudes were very abnormal. Uh, In 
I, I don't think I can. I don't think I can leave that sentence in. <laughs> <laughs> That's just asking for trouble. All right. Uh, in that case, is normal man doing anything else in Nigel's nudes after finishing this hearty meal? I don't think he's going to leave until he sees this conversation, this this like conflict in the back, like simmer down a little bit or like go one way or another. In that case, if the rest of the party don't mind, I'd like to resolve this scene first and then get back to everyone else. I'm aware that I've not actually done anything with the rest of the party yet this app. Go for it. Naturally. Okay. Pal. Um, what action is normal man taking to presumably preserve the rights of workers around the world? Um, well, he's he's really trying to work, hash out exactly what's going on by just observing the conversation. Okay. Um, you see the struggle, quote-unquote, very, very quickly died down, and the cooks returned to their stations. Someone on meat, someone on noodles, someone on plating, you know. You know how it works. Yeah. Um... You do not manage to get a look at the smaller person who was being grappled and who cried out. They return to their station, and it's... How to phrase it? Because you're looking through essentially a service window you're not meant to be able to see in the kitchen. Right. It just happened that it lined up that you could see them initially, but when people walk off, then yeah. Yeah, yeah, I gotcha. So it seems to have just stopped. Yes. You don't hear any further distress. Okay. Uh, well, he'll leave then. <laughs> yeah? Yeah. Okay, and we will say that as a lovely coincidence, as you leave, the rest of the party are stepping out of Morbius Fletcher's office. Okay. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. Can I ask a question which is unrelated? Yeah, of course. I love an unrelated question. What did the meat look like? Was it chicken or beef or... And was it processed? Was it minced? Was it... Oh, that is a good question. It was fairly uniform cubes of white meat. Okay, that's terrible. Why would you... I don't like that. It was in a saucy broth. And (laughs) that just served to sufficiently mask the flavour and colouring from being exactly... I mean, pinnable. It was new meat. It was new. It was new. Brand new. It was new meat. It was delicious. Yeah, it's new meat. Fancy, new, tasty meat. That's all. That's curious. Okay. I will answer any questions you might have about the town and about things that have happened so far, but I'm going to leave it up to the party to decide, as a party, preferably in character, where to go next and what to do. Remember, your overall goal is that you are investigating the weird shit that's happening in the town. Virgil's supplies going missing, the animal attacks on Virgil's keep, and the weird chunks of metal that have been appearing in the well water. Right. As soon as I remember that, uh, I'm going to pull out uh, the the little metal disc from Hmm. my pocket and show it to Fork, who I know uh, is familiar with Carol. I'll say, hey, you... Found this in one of Carol's meat chunks. Know anything about it? Ugh. Looks like you got a lawsuit on your hands. <laughs> uh, Jim? I ain't. I don't work in manufacturing. Okay. I'm a delegator. I don't know anything about the bits and pieces. 
anyone who would like to investigate the fun disc of metal can make an investigation check. If we all do it, do we get a good chance of investigating it? Uh, if you all roll, then there's a higher chance of someone happening to roll high. Uh, Candle, I'm going to get you to sit this one out. Yeah, I figured. Okay. Look at us rolling dice. Got a 13. Ben just typed <laughs> number one. <laughs> no, I don't know right. All right. Um, <laughs> okay. Sorry, Goji, did you say 13? Yes, I did. In that case, that is a success from Fork and one for Sorrow. In terms of why you two would particularly be able to pick this out, I imagine One for Sorrow has an affinity for shiny small objects. Yeah. And in fact, might have seen a couple of these around the town before without really thinking anything of it. Mm. Uh, Ben, why would Fork know about experimental machinery parts? Uh, Why would Fork be able to tell something about this that most other people couldn't? Old... Old, yeah, for has yep. loads of experience. Uh-huh. In that case, I want to give you both different information. Cat, with your keen magpie eyes, one for sorrow can see that this isn't new. It looks like it's been gradually worn away by other pieces of metal, and considering its strength, it is likely that it was worn away against other pieces of metal of the same type, which would lead you to think this is part of some kind of very complicated machine if it's got parts this small. Ben, I am going to say that Fork has spent enough time just wandering, I imagine, is that fair to say? Yeah, probably. That you've spent some time in dwarven communities And you recognise this as having the signature of dwarven metalwork, which is that it's not been forged, it's been grown into shape. Yeah, okay. Someone has basically taken some metal ore and made it sprout and blossom and produce these gears. So it is clearly dwarven work. On that note... I'm going to ask you to decide as a party where you're heading next, and then we'll take a break. Do the dwarves live somewhere? Not here. There's no dwarves. Dwarves live in citadels, typically in mountainous regions or in valleys. Um, There are some dwarves in the town. Uh, Mobius Fletch, for example. Hmm. But there's no great concentration here, and there's no, like dwarven district or anything like that y'all here's what i'm thinking (laughs) you can't make fun of me it makes me self-conscious your accent has changed like six different times it's just normal man trying to find his place in the world leave him alone okay in fairness every single npc has one of three voices (laughs) but it's never the same one each time with the same npc (laughs) all right governor it's me mobius fletch uh, I, uh, I, I found this here metal piece. <laughs> Shut up, Goji! <laughs> Be nice. <laughs> I found- I need this break. <laughs> I found this here metal piece in some of my meats. <laughs> <laughs> in my nuggies. 
You want to tell me more about your meats? <laughs> and my nudes. Oh, great. <laughs> I, found, I found this here metal piece in my nudes. Uh, and uh, Fork, I think uh, I think your friend Carol here is responsible for the meats that were going into my nudes. <laughs> <laughs> what? In tarnation? So, I think... <laughs> I think we should check her out next. Yeah, that's a good idea. <laughs> and on that note, we'll take a break. <laughs> that was a nightmare. And welcome back. So, let's pick it up with the end of that conversation and you cool kids deciding where to head off to. To see Carol's meat. I agree with the bird. <laughs> Let's go uncover the mystery of this lady's meat. Alright, um, so Ben, I am going to hand this over to you for a second. Can you give us some insight on how you get from the sheriff's office to Carol's Meat Distribution Center? You mean like directions? Yeah, just give us the directions. Well, I remember saying it's on the high street. Where is the sheriff's office? I don't know, honestly. Uh, I imagine like two blocks down we get to the high street. Yeah. Okay, and what does Carol's Meat Distribution Center look like? You mentioned before it was a very small shop like you'd get in New York. Yeah, I was imagining very thin, but a nice big window, you know, you can see all the schmeat, you can see all the meat. Yeah, all right. Uh, Yeah, you make it there without incident, without running into any notable voiced characters. How does the meat look? What sort of meat are we looking at? Um, give me a nature roll. Oh my god, okay. Oh jeez. If anyone else would like to join in, you're welcome to. That is... 14. Cool. Anyone else rolling to identify the meat? I got a 17 on my meat check. Check out this meat. Anyone else? Anyone beat 17? I got a 4. My meat check. Okay, well, as I think necromancy is just a sub-school of meat magic. So it makes sense that Jim Squiggly... (laughs) It makes sense that Jim Squiggly would have this down. Uh, Yeah, you mostly see small rodents, uh, chickens, not live, the meat thereof. There are a couple of pig byproducts. There's some salamis, some... What what Americans think of when you say ham instead of what English people think of. It's not like thin slices, it's a big a fat ham. Egg. Yeah. Um, and also there is a small sign in the window saying, ask me about my new meat. You know what? I think I'm going to take that sign up on what it's saying. I'm going to go ask her about her new meat. Okay. <laughs> just like faced into the worst southern accent. Just halfway through that sentence. I live in Florida. My southern accent can be as bad as it is and still be a southern accent. We cannot have a digression every time Candle I'm says so something sorry. in character. It's fine. I... Yeah, you uh, push open the door. Uh, it'll be a tight fit to get you all... I don't know, one of you's a bird. It would normally be a tight fit to get four people in there on the customer side of things. Uh, yeah, little bell rings. Uh, in front of you, there is a counter with various deli products. There's a couple of cheeses as well. And 
as the bell rings, from a presumably even smaller back room comes Carol. Uh, Ben, do you want to tell me what Carol looks like? I know I'm giving you a lot of things to do today, but I feel like Carol is so special. What I had in mind, I don't know if they have them in America. You know, like school dinner ladies? Yeah, yeah. She looks like a school dinner lady. That's what I was imagining, yeah. like Kind of like a so, white apron or something. Yeah, um, curly grey hair in a hairnet. Uh, Wait, presumably... didn't we say she was really tall? Oh, sorry. Oh, I, I don't listen to this show, I don't know. <laughs> I think we did say that Carol was really tall. Okay, in that case... Oh, she's she... solid. I remember now. That was it, she's solid. Yeah, no, she's dense. And consistent. <laughs> and consistent. Um, the sexiest oh. thing a woman can be. <laughs> um, Carol is... A good, she's a good six and a half feet tall, which for a woman of seemingly about, you know, 70 is decent. She has the strength about her of someone who's done, you know, kind of physical work their entire life. The kind of strength you get from that and not specifically from, you know, hitting the gym. And yeah, she greets you with a cheery, All right, welcome to Carol's Palace of Meat. What can I do for you? Could you, uh, tell us about your new meat? Oh, it is all the rage of Wixton. It comes in these uniform shapes. We have a variety to select from. It is all organically, ethically sourced. And might I say that the reviews have been very kind. How much do you after? Oh, from the people of Wixton. No, 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 no. Where is it sourced? Oh, I'm afraid I am under an NDA. I can't go giving away all my secrets. You're under an NDA about the the biological compilation of your new meat. It's a trade secret. I can assure you it's all organic, it's all ethical, it's all edible. So what you're saying is it's cafeteria lunch meat? I couldn't possibly joke. comment. Uh, Fork. Hey, Fork, you know this lady, right? Alright, Fork! You after another fried rodent? Oh, Carol, you saucy fucking... (laughs) Oh! Um... Carol, um... Carol gives you a wink and hands you a... Uh, one of the samplers that she keeps behind the counter, <laughs> which is a... Back room? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what is their relationship? I don't know. See, what I'm just imagining is, you know in Shrek, how they fry up, like, rats on sticks and, like, explode snakes? Oh, those oh, are yeah. all options. Those are options that Carol carries. But no, she's of just um, she's just giving Fork a friendly free sample of a... Yeah, it's a, a chunk of fried rodent on a stick. Lovely. It's good. Yeah, it's real good. It's got some kind of like honey-based glaze, which is nicely caramelized. Oh, love it. Yeah, damn, Carol, you've been diversifying. I've been working hard. We do them in bouquets now, bouquets of meat chunks. Oh, you'd love it. They're great for weddings. Can I uh, make a? Yeah, can I make a persuasion check? To, uh, well, hang on. 
I'm trying to think of the best way to go about this. That's fine. I want to ask Carol uh, what she thinks of uh, Virgil, our not-wizard innkeeper friend. Alright. Um, make the roll first, and then give me the question in character. Okay. Let's see. And that's going to be a... Can that, could that be, a, I, guess a, I guess, a persuasion check, right? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's going to be a total of 20. Shit! Okay! Now it's a party. Nor- normal man is going to uh, lean forward onto the counter and prop prop himself up on one elbow and say, Say, do you happen to know anything about uh, an enterprising man up the street runs an inn? His name's Virgil. He send you a talk to me, did he? He's after my secret recipe. I knew it. I knew it. Oh, hold on, hold on. I never said he sent us. I just want to get your thoughts on him. I think he's a trickster. He's a lickspittle. He's a coward and a liar. And if he thinks that he is going to get his grubby little paws on my new meat, oh, he's got a sharp thing coming. So, uh, this new meat of yours is quite an innovation, isn't it? Something that you've been working on, perfecting for some time? What a fascinating line of question, considering my previous comments about your presumed employer. Well, Why no, just... is there a bird in my shop? You got lots of birds in here, lady. That's not a bird. That's a magpie. Carol looks normal man in the eye and holds it (laughs) and then turns to one for sorrow and says well if you're talking I can't very well go plucking you Morbius will be right on my back about that god we do not need another sun festival incident Sun we'll... What happened at the Sun Festival? Oh, I I tried to kill and eat and I want to say Aracocra. Wow, what's that? A Kenku! A Kenku! That happens to the best of us. Yeah, Carol isn't well travelled. So are any of you going to be buying anything or are you going to be presumably going back to Virgil to tell him his latest attempt to steal my meat was a failure? Look here, look here, Carol. I never said Virgil sent us. I just said that he is a well-established man of innkeeping. And good meat taste. I I never said that either. I, I wanted to get your opinion on Virgil. Because I know that you are the paragon of meat in this town. I will choose to take a paragon of meat as the compliment I hope you intended it, it to be. It was intended as a compliment. I'm not very good at those, so, you know. Um, you t- you came here to ask about Virgil. I have told you what I think of him. And now I presume we can either move on to other business or you can leave. Well, God, right, you're yeah. getting kicked out of every establishment in town. Other businesses, uh, we'd like to purchase some of your new meat. Very well. How much can I help you for? It comes in bouquets, boxes, or bags of chunks. Love just one 
How, how, what's the difference? Aside from the shape. Uh, quantity. How much are you after? Just a little bit. All right. We've got, uh, we've got chicken mix. We've added new meat to that recently. And, uh, Carol points you to one of the walls of the store on your left-hand side. It's small because it's a narrow wall because it's a narrow shop. Is covered in essentially uh, plastic bags with greaseproof. No, is covered in plastic buckets with a scoop and some greaseproof paper bags that you can just shovel up your various meats into. And yeah, that's chicken mix. So it's like like one of those old timey candy shops, but with yes. meat. So it's yeah. chicken. Uh, well, um, yeah. It's not just chicken though. But okay, there are well, there is new meat there. Normal man's going to get to work on that and just get a little bag of chunks. Yum. Yeah. Um, you fill a bag. Are you just going for new meat? Uh, a, a little bit of chicken in there. I don't want Carol to get suspicious or nothing. Okay. Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's um, You can fill a bag for a gold, so I presume you do that. Is anyone else performing any transactions or asking Carol anything right now? Uh, Carol? Um... Yes! Jesus Christ! Oh my god. Carol... <laughs> <laughs> My vocal cords are haunted. <laughs> Who made you sign the NDA? My supplier. Is he far away? Or her? Or they? Or... Right. So the N in NDA stands for non. The D stands for disclosure. Right. Non-disclosure. I'm sorry. I cannot tell you this, you handsome old man. <laughs> I um, would like to take opportunity of Carol being distracted and try to sneak into the back. Absolutely. Would anyone like to help by being especially distracting? Uh, I am going... Uh, do I notice one for Sorrow doing this? Yes, and also I imagine this isn't the first time you as a party have pulled this manoeuvre. This feels like your standard operating procedure. As he notices uh, one for sorrow doing this, normal man is going to accidentally upend a barrel of meat. Oh, good job. Okay, um, are you trying to make it look like an accident, yes. I assume? Yes. Give me a performance roll. Fifteen. Okay, we'll resolve that in a moment. Can I get a stealth check from one for sorrow? Yes. That is going to be a twenty-one. Okay. Um, there aren't any, like, barrels of meat to knock over because space is at such a premium, but instead we can say that um, normal man carelessly turns and just knocks a box stacked high with uh, various meaty flavours flying off the counter. Yeah, sounds good. Cool. Um, one for sorrow. As you are sneaking back, give me a perception check. Actually, everyone can give me this perception check. Six. 18 plus two, so 20. Got me a 20. Is that D20? Not 20. Uh, yeah, a 20. any... Oh, fuck, never mind. Go down. Okay. Uh, ben rolled a two there. Okay, so this tracks. Uh, Jim Squiggly is, of course, cool as a cucumber. Kat, sorry, what did you get? Uh, I got a 21. That also tracks, because one for sorrow is currently sneaking round to the back where this noise is coming from. Uh, normal man... No, not normal man. Fork... Yeah, Fork and normal man are too distracted by normal man's theatrics to notice 
the sound of a second doorbell ringing. Like, um, like the bell on the door that played when you entered. It's a different note, and it's coming from the back room. As normal man, nope, need to get these right. As <laughs> one for sorrow, presumably going along the floor so you're at eye level. Yeah, doing that funny little bird walk. Oh, head bobbing back and forth. I love it. Yeah. Uh, the first thing you see is this room is absolutely full of shiny metal. There's oh. knives, there's slicey boys, there's dicey boys, there's mirrors, there's steel surfaces. This room is brilliant. I the rolled other... a four for my self-imposed wisdom check, so one is going to try and pick something up. Uh, what I'm going to say in that case is you immediately, there's some um, large, large butcher's knives, like cleavers <laughs> mounted on a wall. You stand in front of them and they're kind of like inspecting and pecking at your own reflection. Yeah. And uh, in the reflection of the back door that you can see behind your own reflection, yeah, a second doorbell rings as that swings open. And a very, very short hooded humanoid comes in. You can't see their face. You can see that they are wearing what appears to be a very small chef's outfit. The uh, tiny humanoid opens up, not mechanically tiny, they're about three foot, opens up a large leather satchel, starts shoveling in a couple of scoops of new meat from a barrel by the door, and then sees you, doesn't really think anything of it, because, you know, magpie, and turns and leaves. Ooh. I would like to um, initiate bird broadcast and follow. Okay. Um, Goji, what does it feel like when Jim Squiggly gets a bird broadcast? See, I wanna, I wanna say like something really cool and like epic fantasy, like oh, it's like a like a psychic connection. But but I really feel like it. It's got to be funnier than that. Okay. So, I feel like it just feels like becoming a bird. <laughs> so if he's not careful, he might just start, like, squawking. Alright, um... You are gonna see everything that I describe here as One for Sorrow follows this figure? Uh, yeah, following. Okay. Um, are you... Again, are you trying to do this stealthily, or are you just following... Mm, I think stealthily. Funny okay. little bird walking still, obviously. Give me, while I look for my own d20, because I haven't rolled yet this campaign, really, a stealth check. Mm, that is going to be an 11. Oof, plus, is that with the plus? With the plus. I rolled a 5. Okay, well you can probably tell from my oof how this is going to go. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, every now and again, this hooded figure glances back, the hood pulled so far forward that you still can't see their face, and presumably they're struggling to see you. But yeah, they're following, twisting, back alley passages back in the direction of Nigel's nudes. But the fourth time that they look back, and they see the same bird there, they change course, and start moving towards the centre of town again. Back towards Carol's meat distribution plant or Carol's Meat Palace, as I believe we were calling it, and towards, at the very end of the town, a well. 
Specifically, the well that you have been told is starting to run with black acrid water with little bits of metal floating in it. Are you still following? Yes. Okay. The creature reaches the well. No one's paying it any mind. Like, to an almost weird extent, the creature turns, reaches the well, moves to do something, hesitates, looks back, sees you again, and starts walking towards you. Get out of there. Uh, yeah, I think one is just gonna fly off on top. Jim like... Squiggly is still seeing all of this, by the way. <laughs> uh, I think one is gonna flap up onto a roof, uh, trying to look like a bird that has just been startled. Okay, what is your touch attack AC? Wait, you don't have armor, so just your AC. 14. I'm gonna roll a die. A small dart shoots out of one of the sleeves of the creature, and I mean small. It's basically just a sliver of metal, and it catches one for sorrow in the body. And we will end this episode as Jim Squiggly's Corvid connection is suddenly shut off. Ah, shit. Uh Bye. 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 Bye.